When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. podcast on a Monday afternoon, a playoff Monday, one week away from the Eagles trip to Tampa Bay for the wild card round. They are favorites on the road. Everybody's feeling good about this Eagles team heading into the playoffs. Zach, how are you? Excited for the show. Doing well. Uh, uh, Similar to Nick Sirianni. Probably didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I didn't get a lot either, but woke up energized uh for the week for the game ahead for five shows breaking down the game for some good guests Got and for today's haircut. show of course yeah that was on friday well so. i know but we only saw you on remote sure. yesterday now you're in studio showing off that bad boy yeah it's it's been, what number you go on the sides go one on the sides one on the sides okay. yeah faded up but with uh this one of the signs faded up okay well with this new job i'm trying to the job's not new anymore actually uh but it's been harder to get the the routine for for when I go in. We don't have to get into all that. But we're just, already here. <laughs> no, it's, it's just the 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 schedule's uh, different because we're in studio every day, right? So there's less uh, like the, the days when I have flexibility aren't necessarily the corresponding days. So but an interesting point now that you you got this on Friday and Daniz made an interesting point and he was curious why why are you when you're working in the city why are you booking your haircuts in Conshohocken instead of in the city when you used to have a barber in the city why can't you go back to that guy? You're really giving all out all the information now. I mean, um, <laughs> is that all the information? Like, I mean, like uh, honestly, it's just it's just routine oriented. Okay. Maybe ease of parking. I, I used to walk to the barber shop. Okay, yeah, I can buy now that. Now that I moved. I could buy that. Uh, yeah, so it's harder to find parking where I, I, I used to go. I don't know. Honestly, I moved. I found a place to cut my hair near there. That's it. So okay. I think that's the end of and the they story. do a good job. Clearly. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let you and the audience enjoy it decide. So. Okay. Uh, Zach, we just heard from Nick Sirianni. And uh, just like I had correctly predicted your question in the press conference yesterday on the post-game show, which you can still watch on uh, the PHLY YouTube feed, we correctly predicted Nick was going to come out in this press conference flashing a little Super Bowl 
swag. He's going Super Bowl visor for this press conference. Yeah, so he's done that a few times this 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 year. I do ask you because you guys talked about it, and I you know I I made the reference during my hit yesterday that. He kind of talked about all the success they've had uh, and the not-so-subtle reference yes. there. Was this the top visor on the pile, do you think? He's, he, it's absolutely intentional. He's, he, okay, it's absolutely intentional. Now, if it's intentional, he he could have turned his head a little well, bit more. Well, it doesn't want to be too obvious. Yeah, okay. Um, because when he walks from, from the Presumably angle— Presumably, it's also he's also been wearing it around the office all day. One with, but I imagine he has Maybe a not pile. Not necessarily. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, he has a pile of visors, right? And this is. You think he has a pile of visors? Oh, I would imagine. You think he 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 goes. You think to the his same office visor? is just a pile of different headwear? I don't think that's all his office is, but I imagine he has something by his door with hats and visors, and he just grabs it and puts it on. You think he's intentional about his visor choices? I think he's intentional about everything. Really? Okay. You don't. You don't. You think that was an accident? After we predicted it yesterday, I don't think it was an accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like your question today to Nick. Okay, I thought it was spot on. The question that Bo asked was what he thought. What when I say he, what what Nick thought when he watched that Week Three film against Tampa Bay? Uh, because uh, similar to Nick, I watched some of that film today. I mean, I I kind of did like this this the skim watching. Mm. I don't skim read, but I skim watch, if that makes sense. Do you do the condensed game? Is that what you do? Well, I, I wanted to look at from, from the All-22 today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I was mainly interested in the defense. I wasn't as interested in the offensive plays. Sure. Uh, and I. And when you were doing this, were you wearing, like, swag that you acquired at the Super Bowl last year? I didn't acquire swag at the Super Bowl okay. last year. What Did a, you? Well, I don't know, like a Super Bowl program or something like that? You know, there's a few things in the in the media and the press box, right? There's a Super Bowl program on, on my coffee table, yeah. Okay, so you were doing, you were sort of leaning into that. Well, no, but I, that's, that's... Maybe you, maybe you had a tab open of your of your post-game story from that game? From the Bucks game or from the Super Bowl game? No, from the Super Bowl. Oh. You're doing the yeah. same thing. You're trying yeah. to, you're uh, trying to infuse you. that confidence into yeah. yourself, knowing that you have been to the big show. Yeah, I'm not trying to infuse that that okay. confidence. I mean, I what's what's it? Uh, stay ready, so you don't need to get ready, right? Okay. I mean, I, I I've tried to treat every week like a Super Bowl, but okay. we are in the postseason, so we 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 lift the, the 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 game up a little bit more. The problem is, I have some of these features I've been holding for the playoffs. I don't think anyone wants to read some of these right now. I mean, if I drop if I drop a few of these, that's a lesson to you. Don't don't hold those bad boys. Strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, but the flip side is you is striking when the interest is is uh, greatest. You know, I dropped some of my better stories last year during the playoffs, not not during like the Eagles Titans week. You know. Yeah, but I think if you knew that that team was better, you could do that. You you can't afford to do that with this year's team. You can you can only do that if you think if you believe in the team. Yeah, when they were ten and one, I I, I thought they were gonna they were gonna make some noise. I I agree. Uh, I did not think they were gonna be. 11 and 6 when they were 10 and 1. I don't know if anyone did except you perhaps. Even I didn't think they'd be this okay. bad. He thought 12 and 5. Well, yeah. we said I mean we said we, yeah. we literally did the worst case scenario is they go 2 and yep. 2 and they went 1 and 3. Yes. You're right. So and we, and we kept talking about these last two games like oh they'll they'll have a chance or the last three games they'll have a chance to, to figure it out then. You're going to rest and, guys. Exactly. Uh, this is this is brutal and and it's funny because you know, you get texts, you get calls. Uh, you, you see, 
Flex. I, I was at uh, Ikea on Saturday. I saw a listener. Wow. I, saw, I was. What I, were you getting at, at Ikea? What was I getting at Ikea? Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, like some household supplies. Yeah. Like, uh, like furniture or when you say household supplies, I feel like that's misleading. Yeah. Like little things. You know, I was getting the kids nightlights. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, so someone, uh, solo mission or did you bring the kids with you? No, it was just me. Okay. It was just me. They you were some meatballs. I, d- I did not. Sloan had her birthday party. We oh, had his first right, day of basketball. Yeah, of they were, they were, uh, Having a little quiet time, if you will. Smart, yeah. Got to got to load up. Um, and uh, and Emily was like taking a nap, and so I was uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna run a few errands. You had that productive itch. You I very to get rarely done. I very you know I very rarely have a free Saturdays mm. or a free hour or two Saturdays. So did that. Anyways, that's besides the point. Uh, Just so, your luck though that you had a free hour on a Saturday and there was no college football to watch. No, there was NFL though, but mm. uh, it wasn't a great game. The early game wasn't a great game because they, True. they were sitting. So anyways, back to back to what I was saying. Uh, and how did the birthday party go? It went great, but I had to juggle. It was Reed's first day of basketball. Yeah. Can't be two places at once. Uh, so I kind of spread myself a little too thin in both areas. Didn't see enough of basketball, didn't get enough of the birthday party. Okay. Anyways. But Sloan had a good time. She was that's thrilled. all that matters. Yeah, that's, that is all that matters. Yes. Uh, anyways, as I was saying, I was in Ikea. I was at, uh, I, I was, I was at a, a local coffee shop getting Emily coffee yesterday morning and for a good husband. And I, I ran, no, in both places, I ran into listeners of the show. Not the same listener. No, different listeners. Okay. Yeah. So awesome to see. Right. Um, I hope you didn't spill your coffee when you ran into him. No, but I felt bad cause I was kind of like unkempt. Hmm. Right. Like it was, it was one of those, I, you know, I hadn't showered and gotten in the, in the game day attire yet, but I got up, got her. Uh, like when Lee saw me walking to uh, move my sister's car yeah, early in the morning. Yes. He thought you were a homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So how did I get down this path? Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, I have uh, no idea. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm still catching up from the lack of sleep, <laughs> but I, 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 was, I was talking about hearing from uh, listeners. Uh, Anyways, I forget that train of thought, but okay, yeah. well, here we are. I saw, I yeah, saw two uh, two listeners, viewers. I appreciated them. Ask ask them both what we can do better. They both like the show. Okay, let me let me ask you this. I I do want this week to be more about the game that is upcoming. We're gonna have a long time when the season is over to unpack everything that has happened and talk big picture stuff. Yep. But just for this segment, mm-hmm. let's let's do it a little bit. Okay. Okay. After this, we can we can put it to bed for most of the week. After like sleeping on what happened yesterday, like as the rest of the league is making changes uh, on this Black Monday, as they call it, what is your like level of expectation for what kind of change would be will be coming this offseason? I think major change at this point. I would say with the coaching staff. Not the head coach, but the staff itself. I mean, certainly a new defensive coordinator. And then I think some position coaches. Uh, and then I think a decent amount of roster changes. I could see I could see a scheme change on defense. I'm still waiting to see on the offensive coordinator. As I was saying to Jamie on the show yesterday, I think the team might have a different interpretation of the offense than the public does. 
uh, when you look at some of the data about the offense, the way they ended some of their rank. I mean, they're a top 10 offense. They probably want to be a top five offense. Well, top 10 is not good enough. Sure, but I, I don't think— It's not. Yeah, but I don't think that when, when, when they do an assessment of what's wrong this season, the, I, I do think they're going to want some more offensive creativity. Uh, but defensively, I think is— I do not agree that they're going to be happy with the state of the offense. Content even with okay. the state of the offense. Okay. Given the investment there, given the health that yeah. they had, given the relative underperformance, I yeah. do not think they will. And given that they know and care about the offense being the thing that carries them yeah. as an organization, I do not think they will be happy with that. Oh, yeah. Nor, look, I, I think this this offense should have been better, without a doubt. Um, I, I, I'm simply saying I think defense is going to be more of a priority. And I'm not sure that they would necessarily – like fire Brian Johnson unless they had a, it, I, I here I'll put it this way offensively I don't think they're going to change for change's sake I think it, it would need to be a targeted approach to fixing it or it would need to be a del, I should say a, a deliberate approach to fixing it um, I think defensively it could be a dramatic change obviously coordinator position coaches scheme yeah I think and personnel I also don't think that I would rule out Matt Patricia returning as a defensive coordinator. Someone told me that the other day, and I was like, "I think they, I think how they, can they sell that?" I mean, I agree with yeah. you, but I think they believe that, like, if he was given the reign to build the defense that he wants to build, it might be different. Then, then, then you should have given him the reign to build the defense he wanted to build. Well, I agree with you. Like, it's but and that of is course it was ridiculous thinking. to do it to midseason, and it would be an impossible PR sell, but. I think there are people in that building who might who might want that. I think where the offense comes into play is that we have talked about, you know, whenever the season ends, there are going to be these, you know, they're going to have these sit-down conversations. And I think that is where they might really butt heads. Sure. Is that Nick might have the position you are saying that we were still a top 10 offense, we were still very good, and I think Jeffrey might have the position that is table stakes yeah. given what we had. And you mentioned Brian Johnson. I do think that Jalen Hurts like question here is very relevant to what they decide to do moving forward because Jalen's not going anywhere. And so they have to do what what is best for like maximizing him as a player because he is he is like the constant here given the contract he signed. Yeah, so so two thoughts there. Well, I'll take the Hurts thing too, because you said it. You're absolutely right. Hurts, everything's about Hurts, about maximizing Hurts, about keeping Hurts happy, all of that. Yeah, Jalen is, is central to, to any of those questions. To the Nick Sirianni point, I think where, where you kind of hit it on the head is that I think the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni for the type of like coach and leader he is. And I think Nick thinks a lot of it had to do with the type of offensive mind that he is. In essence, in other words... I think Nick feels a certain sense of ownership about the offense itself, right? And as he should, he he came up as an offensive coach. He was an offensive coordinator when they hired him. Even though he's not calling plays, he tells you all the time, this is his system. This is his offense. He he says he was hired for his offense, right? And so if the Eagles come in and say, your offense needs to look like that offense over there, Nick might say, wait a second, this is my offense, Right. But again, I I really think that the focus is, is going to be on the defense. And I also think a lot of it has to do with, with what happens on Monday. 
and perhaps the week after that. Uh, but I'm, I do think that when I've heard people talk, people who, who know this stuff about Patricia, right? Like, like don't, uh, you know, don't give up on the, on the idea of, of, of Patricia being there. To me, it's so befuddling. And <laughs> I agree. Certainly, though, there's it's it's not pulled out of thin air when I hear that. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this this other one, which I think I asked you about last week. You think there's a part of Jeffrey that would would entertain a trade for Bill Belichick? No. You don't think there's a part of him? He has. I imagine there's a part is, of any he, he is Patriots obsessed and always mm -hmm. has been. They have sort of been trying to borrow from mm -hmm. that playbook a little bit and I was thinking a lot about what you said about Jeffrey's reflection on Andy leaving and the success that he has had after leaving it and I feel like there's a connected thread there between we get this guy who has proven to be a great head coach in a fresh surrounding and able to support him better I don't know <laughs> maybe not I mean He's never hired. That's a daydream. That's a, that's a, a thought that occurs to me as I lie my head on the pillow. He's never hired a coach with NFL head coaching experience. Good point. Uh, he's he hired. I mean, Chip Kelly was the only coach he hired who had head coaching experience outside of of, of uh, Calvary Baptist in Louisiana, <laughs> right? So great pull. Thank you. So it would surprise me because I I know this about Jeffrey. He is very proud of his ability to identify coaches, mm. to identify, uh, as he would like to say, and it is accurate. I'm not, this isn't said in like a mocking way or anything. This is completely accurate. Coaches who don't get interviewed elsewhere, who yeah. the league is, is missing out on, but, but they do. The, the last two coaches that they hired received no interviews anywhere else, right? Um, and they both led the Eagles to the Super Bowl. So... I think that it would That's surprise point. it would surprise me at this stage of Jeffrey Lurie's ownership to be making a move that is more closely associated with like the the desperate owners like like the owners that, that can't figure out the coaching cycle and so so it's yeah, it's, it's like let's point. go get Bill Belichick because we failed doing X Y and Z. I don't think Jeffrey views his 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 coaching hires in that in that vein. But there is a little bit of I know, and this is one maybe the silliest thing that we've we've entertained. But there is also an element of it's not like it's a little bit like the Chip Kelly situation where he was the hot guy for everybody, sure. and we won that like we mm -hmm. won that recruitment. There's also like if you just think about the roster that they have built, right? Well, let's go get the Alabama guys and the Georgia guys, mm -hmm. the guys from these big programs. I mean, Jalen Hurts is like. If Bill Belichick could program a human being to be his quarterback, it would be Jalen Hurts, right? Well, it'd there's probably a, be Tom Brady. There's a bit of a match. Yeah. No, they broke up at the end. In the end, yeah. I, it, I just mean I, I don't. I don't mean as a player. I mean as a sure. as a person. As sure. A, as a like a, a just you know walking cliche. Um, I don't know. I think it's crazy. It's crazy, but. I'm entertaining this this conversation because we we have a show with people watching and people listening, um, but I I think that's like four exits too far ahead right now. Yeah, I, I yeah. think so too. Just okay. you know, 
sharing our thoughts. All right. Uh, before we move on, Zach, let's talk a little bit about Rocket Money. Everybody's making their, you know, still time to make your New Year's resolutions, save a little money where you can, be a little bit more responsible. One way to do that is with Rocket Money because Rocket Money will comb through all of those subscriptions that you have and see if maybe you're wasting some money, paying for things that you don't use anymore, all that good stuff. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Come on, Zach. Sorry about that. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with one tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money to negotiate to a lower your bills. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. And shout out to John with a super chat who says, Bill Belichick, come on down. <laughs> uh, let me tell you guys about game time because I received a uh, nice text yesterday from Mr. V who... Uh, Steve Vellos, his father? No, no. Um, who went to uh, a Northwestern, I believe Northwestern women's basketball game um, and, and used game time app nice. to help get tickets. And what code did he put in? P-H-L-Y. And what does that give you? $20 off your first purchase because buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals and last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have next Monday. It's Martin Luther King day. If, if, if you're doing service in the community, but then thereafter you want to check out the Sixers game before the Eagles game that night, you can go onto the game time app, find the last minute ticket deals. And if you want to know what the seat view will look like from that seat, you just search it. You see the image of the seat view. It's terrific. And you never have to worry about the price because it's the lowest price guarantee. There's event, there's event cancellation protection and job loss protection. Get images of the seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect. Buy tickets, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, Zach, a few bits of Eagles news today. Yeah, it's here. Poking through. Why don't you tell us as the Stone okay. Cold Newsman? Well, well, let's start with the injuries. Uh, Sidney Brown, out hmm. for the year, torn ACL. He put it on his Instagram, and just in case you thought that Sidney Brown was misleading you on your Instagram, Nick Sirianni confirmed. Okay. <laughs> that was helpful. Yeah. Yes, he said, I can confirm that one. Uh, A.J. Brown, Cam Jurgens, uh, Devontae Smith are going to see as, as the week goes on. Jalen with, Hurts. With, with them, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, you know, he went back in the game. Uh, there are reports out today that it's it's not fractured. Um, it's Nick Sirianni said it's something that he's going to have to deal with, but he Sirianni said he had goosebumps thinking about Hertz looking at him in the eyes and saying, I'm going in. 
for that one drive, and then he got taken out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, goosebumps. A little this terrible offense. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to go in and not know a blitz is coming again. <laughs> so that that was dislocated, that middle finger, and uh, got popped back in, and it's something that we'll have to see how it, it, it goes. But I think as far as the status for this weekend's games, the players to watch are Smith, Brown, and Jurgens, and we should have more uh, in the coming days, because it's a Monday night game, they won't get on the practice field until Thursday. Uh, so we will know then. Now, I think we could say uh, without knowing that, like, we would guess that those guys are going to play. Yes. And I, I know A.J. Brown's the one in question because that's that's like the newest injury. When I saw A.J. yesterday, it did not look like a serious injury. Um, again, I'm not a doctor, but I've covered guys with serious injuries, and uh, it did not look that way with A.J. Uh, Sidney uh, Brown. Okay. Bummer. Obviously. Yeah. Especially um, this time, you know, because now this is your entire offseason training camp. Yeah. Right. He's, you know, realistically not going to be back until the middle of, of next season, uh, if oh. at all. Right. I mean, uh, ACLs typically are like nine months now, but. Okay. But so that early, would put him in the middle of next season. Either earlier in next season. Yeah. I mean, once the season has started, it's in the middle of the season. Really? If you come back week two, is that the middle of the season? I mean,. When did Kyler Murray come back? He suffered one the exact like the exact same time, right? He came back in like mid October, November. I yeah, I mean uh, Carson was back week three. He suffered his December fourteenth. So this one was uh, in, okay. So three January. weeks later. So okay. that was week six. Okay, all right. Sorry to argue with us semantics. Middle of the season. I mean, you had to get in there, <laughs> so let's argue it. Okay. <laughs> okay. New bet. Well, we're gonna. I think we should keep a new. Let's keep a tally at the start of the year. Uh, you say Sidney Brown will be back in September, basically. Yes. And I will take. I will take after September. Okay. Sidney Brown's return. We'll make that bet. Okay. Let's put that on. We're gonna. We have to keep track of these as the season goes on. As the off season goes on. Um, it's. This is obviously a bummer. I think of the rookie class, he he probably had the second most encouraging. Uh, season so far and have been coming on recently and had been coming on recently what is a real bummer about this is that you now cannot enter the offseason penciling him in as a starting mm -hmm. safety right um you could have said okay we got Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown we'll bring in uh you know a, a veteran who can compete there maybe we'll draft somebody and we feel good um you can't do that now um and so that that is a like a, a significant little domino for for their offseason Aside yeah. from feeling very badly for the guy himself. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And now you have two spots in the middle of that defense. Uh, N'Kobe Dean, a linebacker, and Sidney Brown at safety, where these were guys you were hoping would be your starters going into next season. Positions where you're not prioritizing a lot of money. You're not prioritizing top, you know, your, your high assets. And two third-round picks here. Uh, in the past two years, and neither one of them, you would say, is definite for, you know, for like a week one in the starting lineup. So that's not good because that's that's uh, it's the highest they've drafted a safety in a few years. It's the highest they drafted a linebacker in a few years. And when you look at that depth chart for next year, that's not strong. Uh, a few more super chats. We've got Mr. Roddy Poo. Rudy Poo, actually, who says, uh, sorry, fellas, Nikki Cutlets has lost the locker room. Why do they bother even showing up on Monday? And uh, Danish, or D Danish, Charania says, Bo, what do you think about the Ocho's comments that the Eagles are playing possum, getting their bodies ready and being simple until it matters? 
<laughs> That'd be a bold strategy. Yeah, I feel like that would be very bold when you could have just, you know, beaten two teams and gotten the two seed. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, well, I guess I guess we'll see. Uh, one other piece of news, Zach, for the Eagles yeah. as uh, teams try to fill their uh, potential openings in the front office. Yeah, the Washington Commanders uh, requested an interview with Alec Howlby. Uh, the Eagles assistant general manager has been with the organization for 16 years, came up uh, on the, the the data analytics side. His his role has since increased uh, into into more, you know, player evaluation. And he's really he's the Eagles have two assistant general managers, John Ferrari and Al Calby. And for the the way we think of the general manager position, Alec handles more of those responsibilities. Uh, John Ferrari right. deals more with kind of like the administrative component of it, right? Uh, so the Eagles have tried to build this in this uh, pipeline in their front office, and 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 you know that because they've lost talented people. Ian Cunningham, who's now the Bears' assistant GM, formerly with the Eagles, he's on the interview circuit this offseason. Halby's the number two guy with the Eagles, and and so uh, that's 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 one to pay attention to for. A few reasons. First off, he's talented and, and respected in the building. He has a uh, a long track record. He's been somewhat of a polarizing figure, and that's definitely fair to say. Uh, he's worked with four different head coaches in different capacities. Uh, but but where I say this has been, he's been linked to Washington for a few uh, a few a few weeks now, frankly, uh, because Joshua Harris uh, because Josh Harris is the boy. is the controlling owner there. Uh, has connections to the Eagles, has connections to Harvard, right? Now, the one thing that I will add to this is that the big news for, for Washington today is they hired Bob Myers and Rick Spielman uh, to help oversee this search. Two guys competing to pull a Dick Cheney and get the job themselves, probably. I mean, they'd be smart to hire Bob Myers. That guy's incredible. I mean, if... <laughs> I'm serious. I can send you. I have a uh, file. Oh, I can send you. I got a whole file of podcasts that Bob Myers has been on. Yes. Blow you away. Not just a file of podcasts. He has his own podcast on leadership. Um, I I would really recommend the Bob Iger episode. Uh, <laughs> that's a strong one. But no, if I looked in my text and I typed Bob Myers, you would see collection of Bob Myers articles that I've sent out to different people um, <laughs> over the years. Uh, Bob Myers could put a winning culture together in any sport, I believe. Uh, has a terrific track record, former agent. Um, so, but Bob Myers is not the is not the football executive there. He is hiring the football executive. I was bringing that up as a way of saying... You soak all this stuff up so much. It's, it's like... It's crazy. <laughs> How so? What's, what's crazy know. about it? it? It's like... Would Bob Myers be who Bob Myers is if he didn't have Steph Curry? In your mind, who who he is in your mind? Uh, I mean, it's would Steph Curry be who Steph Curry is if he didn't have Bob Myers putting that team together? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Bob Myers is 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 really talented in 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 that role. I'm always a player person first. I don't think his success is because of Steph Curry. No. But I I agree. Steph Curry would still be Steph Curry without Bob Myers. I I just think I I think Bob Myers is uh, really successful and okay. like really smart. And so his uh, questions are going to be: How are you going to get the 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 uh, best quarterback in NFL history on your team? Because that's what I did. I got the best shooter in NFL in NBA history, and that's really what's propelled me to the top. 
I think you should do broad research on Bob Myers's history. Like before, you know, there's there's a lot there in terms of like what his role was when he got to the Warriors. I'm not saying he's, he, he did a bad job. I'm just um, but, I'm not saying he's going to come in and you know, like fix the NFL. I don't know. I'm not saying. Okay. Anyways, the point that I was getting at before you derailed me there is that Maybe I will hire Bob Iger. I mean, you could do worse there too. Um, but <laughs> what? I don't want to take us totally off the rail. It's, it's, you should read his book. You're so just impressed with accomplishment. Like no, I'm not. All that you see. This is the thing. You're. And you're so like against people in position of power. Uh, I'm not just picking random people in these roles. I've read, I've, I've read Bob Iger's book. I've, I've researched this. Like, um, anyways, we don't want to go down that, that, okay. that, that, that path here. What I was saying is that this could change the search from like maybe organizations that Josh Harris knows or has connections with or, or you know, relationships that he might have because he's not overseeing the search. It's now. Bob Myers and Rick Spielman overseeing the search. That's, that's the only pair. point I was going to make. That is kind of an odd pair. Yeah. Um, I don't know all the details there. I've frankly been consumed today with Eagles stuff, so I haven't necessarily delved into that. But I, I, I could say this for Alec Albee. Um, I think uh, from what I've heard, and, and, and you know, I'm interested in your, your thoughts on this, he, he's, he's really grown, especially in these past few years perhaps, um, you know, we had an article a few years ago that detailed some of the front office dynamics, and obviously there's change in the front office. You know, there's there's been change in the coaching staff and some of the people in the in the building there. But uh, certainly since then, he's become the assistant general manager. His role has increased during that time, and uh, I can't imagine this will be the last interview he has. Yeah, I would also say that you know we wrote that article, but also like the position that he was in at that time. Mm -hmm. When you are like running the analytics That's what I'm saying, group, yeah. it's it is a combative thing by nature, probably, right? When you're going, when you're trying to work with like football guys mm -hmm. by nature, and so the fact that the Eagles like continue to promote him and he has been more mm -hmm. on the football side, yeah, probably says a lot of that. Um, and you know, I, my understanding is that you know Howie does a, good, a very good job with with the people who are at that level of like opening the door a little bit to some of the like GM decision making things that would not yeah like you know we wouldn't see yeah that, that are beyond like you know who to draft and who to sign and 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 the, and, and the thing I'll, I'll say about Alec is it's similar to what I've I've said uh about like Denard Wilson as a potential defensive coordinator you know when I talk about Denard Wilson he's Look at the different people that he he's been exposed to different styles to, to, to different personalities, right? So when I you know he he worked in that Greg Williams Jim Schwartz type scheme, then he worked in the uh, in the Jonathan Gannon one. Now he's in Baltimore, right? So so you, so you're not you have like different influences, kind of building your philosophy. So Alec Halby, even though he's worked only in the Eagles building, the different head coaches he's 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 been exposed to would in theory give him perspective that maybe some other people don't have, you know, and these are like awfully successful coaches. Andy Reid might be the best coach in, in the NFL. Uh, and he was here, I believe Alec was, was, was here from like 09, 2010. So he saw that last run that Andy Reid's teams had uh, before it fell apart in, in 11 and 12. Um, 
and then Chip, uh, he, he certainly saw, you know, a different way of doing this, right? And different philosophies, some of which still remain from an organizational perspective. And then Doug, where they, they won a Super Bowl, and, and now Sirianni. And such a big part of being a GM in today's football is how you interact with the head coach and the owner. Yes. Uh, and so being able to interact with the owner, uh, and now Calby has experience dealing with the ownership level, but then that's why I, I bring up the different head coaches. Having exposure to different styles of head coach, different personalities as head coach would theoretically be beneficial compared to if you're interviewing a, a candidate who's kind of only worked for the same head coach or has kind of followed that person around. And I also think what you talked about, like the like if you read like the, you know, like the Albert Breer list of mm-hmm. you know GM candidates or whatever, because he was the analytics guy, he, he's just sort of just pegged yep. as like Mister Analytics when, which as you said, like has not been necessarily the case uh, of late. Um, if you were if you were a GM candidate mm-hmm. who could have the pick of their job, Washington, Chargers, Panthers, Raiders, wh- which job would you want? Well, the Chargers' job would would be the most appealing from, like a a a the roster in place because I believe Justin Herbert's a franchise quarterback and they have a lot of cap issues to deal with. That that ownership, you you hear different things about them, right? And that's a big part of the, of of the GM job. You also, if if you're being hired first, you have say in who you're working with as a head coach. I would like that. I frankly, though, I I think Washington's the best opportunity of those available GM jobs. Uh, and the reason I say that is I don't think that roster is particularly good, but they have a lot of cap space. They have a lot of draft resources, right? They have the number two pick. They have uh, two picks in the top of the second round, their own pick and Chicago's pick. Uh, and, you know, you have you have cap space to make a change. I, I think there's ownership that is committed to you, and you have a say in hiring your head coach because the GM coach dynamic is 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 really important. Uh, Carolina is a tough one. It's only if you believe in Bryce Young, then I can see the appeal there. But in 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 that job, you have you you don't have your first round pick next year. You don't have your second round pick next year. You have bad talent on the roster. Your best player, Brian Burns, is a pending free agent. Um, so you really have you you really must have conviction. And in even the quarterback. if you think that ownership is going to be sort of like guilted into being a little bit more patient mm-hmm. than it has been, doesn't seem like a fun guy yeah. to work for. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to give some some David Tepper anecdotes, but we don't have to. Oh, okay. We don't have to go the down brass that brass balls. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> like that's that's never a good sign to, as the direct report, right? Yeah. Um, which job would you want? The Chargers. Uh, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I do see the upside in Washington because there's also like the, uh, the, the blessing of like very low expectations yes. from the fan base. Like if you could just make that team like a, like they win, have two winning seasons in a row, like you're a God. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is obviously like, even, even if you and I can disagree about Josh Harris, he's no Daniel Snyder. And so no. like that's that there, there was r- real room for upside there. And he's made like significant financial commitments to the Sixers. Um, so, if if what you want out of your owner is someone who's willing to invest in winning, uh, then that's a good sign. Now, the Vegas job you get to live in Vegas, so that's pretty good. 
I mean, <laughs> but this is all you. But the ownership has good for the like the income tax, right? The state tax. Yeah, there's there's no yeah. state income tax. Okay. There that's you go. Great. You're on top of that. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's that's very beneficial right there, and that could be beneficial in lowering free agents. Uh, a new practice facility that opened two years ago, a new stadium that opened uh, two years ago, but ownership's been kind of odd there. Um, <laughs> and that's just the hair. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you need to figure out the quarterback spot, and they were too good this year to, to uh, like get the quarterback in the way that you would like. You, you're not drafting at the top, so that's not an ideal job. But there's only 32 of these, and and there's, right. the, and there's really only 31 of them because Jared Jones is the GM in in Dallas. And you would hear that like from a GM standpoint, there there are fewer openings, mm-hmm. and so there are, there are fewer opportunities to jump. But there are also as as I think your boy uh, would complain about on his podcast, there's less like you don't get a second job as a GM yeah, often. Sure. Like you could you could get a job as a second job as head coach. So you want to be a little bit more picky. Sure, but you also don't know when that when that opportunity right. is going to come. Yeah, I do think uh, from the Hallaby standpoint, the things that you and I believe in mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, how to win in the NFL and like how to build a roster, I, I would imagine that that. He is someone who's going to believe in those same things. Sure, uh, and, and and the one thing I'll, I'll I'll say too about Carolina, because even though they, they, they it's not attractive, it's probably an attractive division, right? Sure. And that's something you have to think of. Like if you're yeah, taking, I think the, you could turn that team around actually. Yeah, exactly. Easier than it, it, it might look. Exactly. If you're taking the Vegas job, you have Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and I don't know what's going to happen in Denver, but that's that's just a, a different situation. What about New England? Uh, what about New England? Uh, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm reading. What are you reading? What do we got? I don't know. What's whoever's got you ripping, off track here? Yeah, whoever's ripping on me today. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw somebody was ripping on me too. So, you know, we, we move on. So. Yeah. Uh, so the New England job, I mean, that's, that's the head coaching job will be a tough one to follow. I, I imagine they have a plan in place if Belichick leaves. And my guess is that plan's Mike Vrabel. But I could be wrong. They've been talking about Jared Mayo there. Uh, the, the, the GM situation, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, Robert Kraft is, is one of the most successful owners in modern football history, but I, there's other jobs I would prefer over that Patriots job. Yeah, I mean, I, again, Robert Kraft would not be one of the most successful owners in NFL history if he didn't have Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, I mean, he 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 had the... The uh, foresight to hire Belichick and make a trade for Belichick. Okay. Okay. Did a good job there. Yeah. Um, and he was able to sustain, like, like, look, look, we don't need to go down. Read Seth Wickersham's book. Okay. And there's, there's. It's a great book. There's flaws among all these people. And then there's, there's good characteristics among all these people. I don't think I'm I would just look at, saying like without Tom, literal Tom Brady, how many Super Bowls is Robert Kraft winning? Probably, I mean, Tom Brady's the best player in NFL history. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, Tom Brady's the most important of those three. I think we've seen that, without a doubt. Owners don't win Super Bowls. GMs don't win Super Bowls. Coaches don't win Super Bowls. Players win Super Bowls. Actually, I would say organizations, but players win Super Bowls. Okay. All right. Uh, Before we move on, Zach, let's talk a little bit about Bagels & Co., because that's how many Super Bowls Robert Kraft would have won without Tom Brady. A big old bagel. 
Bagel and Co. They have big old bagels. That's part of their part of their deal. Uh, bagels and Co. Brooklyn style bagels made right here in Philly. They've got the biggest bagels in Philly with a large variety, usually around 15 to 20 different types to choose from. Seasonal bagels as well. For instance, they've they had a Christmas flavored bagel uh, in December. We'll see what they've got cooked up for. Uh, I don't know, maybe St. Patrick's Day. Maybe they'll have a green bagel. Large variety of cream cheeses as well. Over 30 different flavors of cream cheese and schmears. For instance, they do an Eagles cream cheese and they do a 76ers cream cheese as well. It's an affordable brand. You get a lot of food for cheap. And in today's inflationary world, they think that is key. So for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store dash locator to find the closest bagels and co near you. All right, Zach. Having thought about that game yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the like big old no-show that they had up in MetLife, what is your, like, what's your level of expectation yeah. for them being able to turn things around this week against Tampa Bay? So I, I look at last week's game in conjunction with the game the previous week. And the reason I it's say... It's hard to divorce those two. Yeah, yeah. because... Like I was listening to Ike Reese on the, on the radio when I was coming in today, and uh, on on WIP, and Ike said that like those guys didn't want to be out there yesterday, right? They, you know, they they're not going to say that publicly, but at that point, when they're not they're not out there trying to like win that game, they're they're, they're out there trying to not get hurt. Right? There's and, the clips of you know Bradley Roby's yeah. like you know quote unquote tackle where he's not really yeah. even trying, but. Yeah, it's like so. So you can't. So his point, and and then for most of the game, they're playing without three of their four best offensive weapons, right? So there's, but that game is concerning. Look, if if they beat the Cardinals the week before, I totally agree. And the situation was like, and and the and stakes were still, still the same. right, exactly. And they played that way. I wouldn't. I'd be like, look, this is week eighteen. It's what matters is is the playoffs. Right. But given the context of the way they crapped the bed against Arizona, the way that they were inconsistent in the second half against the Giants, the way that they lost to Seattle, right? That 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 was concerning to me because what that showed me, what that showed me yesterday was that either either they're they're not responding to their coach or they're not good enough to just like show up. And either one Either one's concerning, right? Because so because Nick kept uh, Nick kept saying these guys haven't quit, like these guys haven't quit. Well, if they haven't quit, then the alternatives that, that like that's the product. Stink, yeah. And if that's the product, then that's that's a bad thing. Because as Fletcher Cox said after the game, they lost to a really bad football team. Like the Giants are not good. And uh, Wink Martindale back on the market. Yeah, I look. If if you want someone who blitzes, yeah. hire Wink, and he'd be entertaining for us. But. I yeah I I think that's exactly right. It is you cannot divorce what happened in week 17 with what happened in week 18. If if that had just been yeah. like a blip in the road before the uh playoffs fine, but given everything that came before it and like, you know, AJ Brown having to pound the table for Nick Sirianni before that, you cannot believe that this team can just yeah. turn it on. And I also like it's not just the players, it's the coaches. I know we've talked about it, but the fact that they did not have a better plan yeah. for those blitzes in the first half of the game when the game mattered still and Jalen Hurts was in there, it is it is mind-boggling 
that they could that we are still here having these conversations this late in the season. I'm I am with you. Now for my confidence for this week, I keep going back to like the Bucks. The Bucs won nine games this year. They scored three field goals yesterday against the Panthers in a must-win game. Okay, that's it. Uh, I, the only real exposure I had to the Bucs this, this year out, outside of clips here and there was that week three game when the Eagles totally overmatched them. Um, we've been saying for a few weeks that the NFC South is a susceptible division and that if you have the five seed, like that first-round matchup's not too bad. Now, the Eagles, the... The Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the league. The Giants are one of the worst teams in the league. Both those teams didn't just beat them. They destroyed them. So, yeah, there's little reason to believe that the Eagles can go down there and all of a sudden flip a switch, except the Eagles are a much more talented team. And you you don't want to say that they can't flip a switch when if, 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 if they're able to because you also don't want to be like once this team gets momentum, look, they have a franchise quarterback. If AJ and Devontae are healthy, the weapons they have are... You're already talking about they can play a home game. <laughs> well, let me explain this to the audience here, okay? Uh, the two the the two other playoff games this, this week... Spicy matchups. I don't think like the... You know, I think that Green Bay can be a tough... Can be a tough matchup for Dallas and that Jordan Love's hot right now, right? And we've seen Mike McCarthy you know, bleep the bed in the postseason. Wow. And he did what? <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> Mike, I, I, I suppose put you it away. Put, I suppose you put different verbs in there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on three and a half hours of sleep right now. Um, and they, <laughs> there's only, a mental picture for you. Only, <laughs> only you would think that way. Mike, okay. what are you doing? You got a game to coach. <laughs> I Get out there. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's let's let's gather ourselves here, and then the Rams are a hot team, and I think that Sam Laporta injury for the Lions is a is a huge injury that affects their offense. So what I said is that in theory, and I don't think this is oh, going no, to happen. Li- I mean, it's literally true. Yeah, I don't think this is going to happen. Okay, but if like on Saturday and Sunday. If the sixth seed and the seventh seed win, and then all of a sudden the Eagles only have to beat the the Bucks to get a home playoff. If that's game, the case, they will definitely lose. They'll definitely lose, yeah, because yeah, everything's set up for them. Yes, yeah. uh, but no, I do not think that's that's going to happen. And and and, and, and uh, by the way, I see in the chat Todd Bowles' defense matters. Look, I like Todd Bowles, and they have the third highest blitz rate in the in the league. The Eagles are struggling against the blitz, and that's why we we have five shows this week. We will get into it, but. That week three game, the Eagles just were able to handle everything in that game, and I'm curious to see how the how that will uh, how that will translate. Now, listen, certainly the Eagles have more talent, mm-hmm. but the numbers are not like a, there's not a huge difference between the the Eagles and Bucks even over the course of the season. Eagles are 14th in DVOA, yeah. Bucks are 18th. Okay, Eagles are 10th on offense against the 14th ranked Bucks defense. Bucks are 20th on offense against the 29th ranked. Eagles defense, Eagles are number one in special teams. Bucks are 18th, but if you do weighted DVOA, which counts recency a little bit more, Eagles are 21st, Bucks are 15th. So, Good point. I so mean, why do you think the Eagles one are favorite? Team is, um, that's a good question. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, they have more name recognition. They have more okay. talent. Um, I can I can see the casual thinking that, you know, there's the, a... The casual. Yeah. I mean, that's... Where do you think the sharps are thinking right now? I think it's already moved from two and a half to one and a half. So that's, that tells you. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Eagles have given very little reason for her for confidence. And that quote that I had at, at the, in the lead of my story today... Or Sirianni says, yeah, we've lost five to six games. That does, that does not discredit the other, right. uh, you know, the other 11. I mean, they're, they're going into the post. If, if you believe momentum matters, they're going into the postseason with the least amount of momentum a team could ever have. I mean, it's like you have to go back to Cincinnati in the NCAA tournament when uh, Kenyon Martin got hurt. Remember that? Yes. And, and yeah. they, they gave him a two seed. Like they split the baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, there is no momentum for the Eagles, and they've given little reason to believe that, that they can win this game. Larry Love with the Super Chat says, uh, have you talked to or have you looked in the face of any of the linebackers on the team? And if so, what's your opinion? I'm not 100% sure I understand the question. I'm sorry, Larry. Yeah, I've spoken to the every linebacker on that team. And when I speak to someone, I look at them in the eyes. So, yes, Absolutely. Yeah, are you surprised that Zach Cunningham didn't fix everything? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not surprised. Exactly. I am surprised that Morrow <laughs> was playing over Shaq Leonard. So was I. I don't get it. And and by the way, if uh, blanket chips hurt this week, they're definitely going to need that because Morrow wouldn't need to wear the green dot. Mm. Tristan McCollum could do it. Yeah, tough injuries for the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, that's the other player we didn't mention is Reed Blankenship. We have to see what happens there. Okay, so uh, set things up for us for the rest of the week here, Zach, knowing that we have a, uh, we've got five shows this week, yep. but the Eagles don't play until Monday, so their, their practice schedule is a little bit wonky. Yeah, so... How do you feel about having to cover another night game? Oh, man, I was... I, sorry for that face there. <laughs> I was really hoping that... The TV executives would have seen that Eagles game yesterday yes. and been like, let's roll with C.J. Stroud. I said that on yeah. the show yesterday. Yeah. Uh, now, how do I feel about it? I feel very lucky to, be, to, have, to have this job, to be covering the NFL, to do what I enjoy doing for a living. So I'm not going to complain about it. Um, there's a lot of people who would kill to be getting on a plane and go down there. And, and um, so I'm very grateful. That's how I feel. But... As we said in last year's show, my New Year's resolution is my health. And I literally uh, went one week before having uh, my aura ring alert me about my mm. my sleeping problems uh, or my lack of sleep. So 
Yeah, those, and the reason I, I say it is is this because I, we have to catch the first flight out the next morning in the off chance that they lose and they clean out the locker the next day. You have to get back. So my flight back is like 7 a.m. The game there is at 8 p.m. I'll be finished my work around 2 or 3 a.m. And so that's that's one of those things where you get two hours of sleep. You go to the airport at 5, and if you're able to fall asleep once you get home, get back to the hotel. So uh, then you're on an hour and a half, two hours of sleep, and you spend the rest of your week uh, – playing catch up and then let's say the Eagles then let's say the Eagles win and let's say everything's chalk then you turn around you fly Oof. to San Francisco on Friday Oof. so now you're going on a cross-country flight um your immune system's already weakened you're in, you know you're in the air for what 18 hours at, at that point between these two games and so uh yeah, you you definitely have a have like a cold until the combine at that point. Mm. Now, Larry was saying he was he was what he was trying to say is is he was asking if you've talked to him about whether they enjoy the scheme, basically what they oh. think of the scheme. <laughs> yeah, I think the only one who is like uh, you know uh, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat are just kind of like, yeah we're doing what we're told, and whenever a player says it's we're doing crazy. what we're told, I don't like I understand that if you're playing those fronts somebody's got to drop, then don't play those fronts with this personnel yeah. right now. Okay. You don't need three defensive exactly. tackles on the field. Let them play. Like let them do what they're good at. It's the one thing that they have players who are capable of doing something good on, on defense. Like let Hassan Reddick yeah. go. It was kind of ironic yesterday, or uh, I don't think it was, it was ironic. It was, it was funny to see. It was like a case of gallows humor that after all this talk about Hassan Reddick dropping literally plays. the first two plays. Yeah. It was ridiculous. As if, as if, oh, we know more than you. It's that it is that Patriots hubris in in, in that yeah, regard. I think that's right. Yeah. All right, uh, back tomorrow at two, hoping to have uh, some combination of Fletcher Cox and or Brian Baldinger, uh, and then the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yes. ten a.m. each day. Some special oh. guests on the way. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. So to answer the question that you initially asked, the Eagles will return to practice on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be their practice schedule. We will hear from coordinators on Wednesday. So tomorrow's show will be a day when, you know, like we said, Brian Baldinger and or Fletcher Cox uh, will be great. We'll, we'll, we'll hear their perspective. And then Wednesday is when we start to kind of get into the flow of the week this week as opposed to Tuesday. All right. So there you have it. Uh, that will do it. Uh, one more super chat before we go from Rudy Pooh back in the bag. What happened after the Bills game? Team looked checked out pregame. Against the Niners, was there a physical altercation or what? I haven't heard anything about a physical altercation, but uh, if they look like a team that is exhausted, maybe that's part of it. By the way, the Panthers requested an, an interview with Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown, mm. who also came from the Eagles. So uh, this Howie tree is spreading and is getting uh, GM interviews elsewhere. Catherine Raish probably uh, going to get yeah. some interviews this time around as well. So, yeah, lot, lots of... Uh, Eagles tentacles. Representing Montreal. That's right. Proud of that. Good. All right. Way to sell I, that. I have nothing. What, what, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to sell that in your mind? Good Start singing O Canada? Do you know the words? Of course I know the words. It's How do you know the words to O Canada? Oh, it's it's like it's a that's a shower singing song. Look, it's the best anthem there is. You sing "O Canada" in the shower. Absolutely, and I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, right in my vocal range. 
You rip on me for reading Bob Iger's book, but you sing O Canada in the shower. And I'm and I'm supposed to just say that's wow. completely normal behavior. I never said you should okay. say it's completely yes. normal behavior. I don't see how they're analogous or comparable in any way. But You think I'm nuts for reading Bob Iger's book? No, I don't think you're nuts for reading okay. Bob Iger's book. For believing in, in what's in there? Uncritically, yeah. <laughs> I think you were the uh, commenter who put the YouTube comment last week that said I'm uncritical. No, I, I promise you that was not me. <laughs> What's that, yeah. uh, all right. I mean, oh, oh Canada is a, is a, is a jam. I, I take pride in that as a half Canadian. Yeah. I mean, way better than the Star Spangled Banner. Be careful what you say there. It's the truth. It's a better song. Reasonable minds can disagree. Okay. All right. Francis Scott Key wrote a terrific song. Not really. That'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow at 2 p.m. For Zach and Julia, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Y'all silly like the